So here in just over a month, the selection process will begin in earnest for the Republican presidential primary. The Iowa caucuses are just 39 days away, if you can believe that. And candidates who are not named Donald Trump, there are some, they're <laughs> running out of time to make an impact on voters. Last night was one of those moments for them debated as the front runner Trump skipped out once again. Plenty of fireworks here, but did anyone emerge? Yeah, let's discuss with CNN senior political analyst and senior editor at The Atlantic, Ron Brownstein. Also with us, we have Republican strategist Alice Stewart. Thank you both for being with us. Ron, I think it's safe to say that the main target on the stage last night was Nikki Haley. She's become uh, the focus of many of the attacks. Did you think any of those attacks actually landed? Is her status as second place to Donald Trump any diminished by what you saw last night? Yeah, I actually think it was a difficult night uh, for Nikki Haley. I mean, she's had an impressive few months, uh, but she has grown in the Republican race so far, primarily by consolidating the voters who are most resistant to Trump, uh, moderate voters, college-educated voters, suburban voters. That's not enough to win. And everybody understands, including her campaign, that eventually she's going to have to reach beyond that base uh, to into the coalition that is supporting Trump, including more conservative uh, voters, if she's really going to, to be able to challenge him eventually. And I thought it was a difficult night for her on both fronts. She didn't really make a strong case against Trump at all. I hardly mentioned him until her closing statement. Uh, and she didn't really have great answers to the tag team of DeSantis and Ramaswamy who are arguing that she was insufficiently conservative. Her response mostly was, you know, Bob Dole, 1988, you're lying about my record, rather than kind of presenting a different view of where the parties should go. So I think it said to me that she has some more work to do, even if she gets down to the one-on-one -on -one with Trump, where she does seem to be on track better than DeSantis to eventually reach that point. Uh, if she couldn't handle DeSantis and Ramaswamy, what's it gonna look like when she has to go one-on-one -on -one with Donald Trump? Alice, there did seem to be some policy distinctions. There were some disagreements where you could see, okay, these candidates fall into different categories here. Specifically, we saw that on the divisive issue of transgender rights. Let's watch a couple moments from that. Uh, Nikki disagrees with me. She opposes the bill that we did to ban that. She said law shouldn't get involved not. with it. You know, they had a bill to try to say that men shouldn't go into girls' bathrooms. And she killed that bill, and she bragged that she killed that bill. Even to this day, she bragged that. Ten years ago, when the bathroom situation came up, I, we had maybe a handful of kids that were dealing with an issue. And I said, we don't need to bring government into this, but boys go into boys' bathrooms, girls go into girls' bathrooms, and if anyone else has an issue, they use a private bathroom. I, I was signed against it, you that. didn't. You killed it, I signed it. I we stood didn't. up for little girls, you didn't do it. You also saw moments, this idea of parental choice coming in, making a distinction, Alice, between them. But when you look at these moments, I mean, we should be clear, this is a fight that is aimed at Iowa evangelical voters 39 days away from the caucuses. What did you think about this? I think that specific uh, back and forth, Brianna, was, was more about uh, Ron DeSantis flexing his muscles on what is known as the, the culture wars and what he has done in Florida with regards to uh, transgender youth as well as bathrooms and many of those issues. And he was basically trying to say, I have done more on this issue than anyone on this stage and really holding her feet to the fire. But she was able to push back on some of what he said with regard to she wanted to make sure that parents had the opportunity to have a 
voice and some of these issues, which I think is, is really important. She's also uh, separated herself from this field on the abortion issue. All of the candidates on these stages are very pro-life, but she's had a distinction in past debates where she talked about, let's not demonize people on both sides of this, and let's find a more nuanced approach to abortion, where let's talk about abortion limits as opposed to abortion bans. So she is separating herself somewhat from this field. She also actually took some time after push by Chris Christie, making distinctions with Donald Trump, saying that he actually added to the debt in this country. And she also said, look, with me, with my candidacy, there will be no drama, no vendettas, and no whining. So she's really trying to separate herself from Donald Trump, but doing so in a way that doesn't alienate his base and the support that she needs so desperately. But uh, no disputing the fact she was attacked last night, and that's because she has the momentum and a lot of the, the wind in her sails right now, 40 days out from the Iowa caucus. Ron, I think the distinction that Alice is making is really significant because three of the candidates on stage last night tried to present themselves as non-Trump candidates. Only one of them really came out as an anti-Trump candidate. Uh, yeah. What did you make of yeah. Chris Christie's uh, rhetoric? Will that be successful given that we haven't really seen him gain any traction in polling? No, I will look. I mean, there, there's only a limited audience in the Republican uh, primary for that direct attack on Trump. And I thought Christie was more succinct and forceful uh, in making the case that Trump is fundamentally unfit to be president and a threat to American democracy than he had been in any of the earlier debates. I think that that is, uh, he, he made arguments that are more likely to be quoted going forward by Democrats than by other Republicans. Obviously, DeSantis and Haley uh, don't want to go down that road, and they are criticizing Trump at best you know, kind of obliquely, you know, you know, he's lost his fastball or father time uh, is undefeated. There's there's too much chaos that, that, that attracts him, that, that, that's around him, as Haley said, rather than saying he produces too much, too much chaos. Eventually, look, they are focused right now primarily on which one of them will come out of Iowa and New Hampshire seen as the principal alternative to Trump. So in, in that sense, it makes a certain amount of lot. There's a logical consistency to them focusing mostly on each other. But eventually, they are going to have to give a better argument than they've been willing to do so far about why some of that nearly 60 percent of nationally, national Republican voters uh, who want Trump should should switch to them. And, and, and each week that goes by, obviously, the window narrows on their ability to do that. I want to look at a moment. This is a comment that Ron DeSantis made. The commander-in-chief not only has a right, you have a responsibility to fight back against these people. And does so that mean gonna, shooting first? It means you're going you're gonna, to uh, categorize them as foreign terrorist organizations, uh, and we will identify just like we would anywhere. When I was in Iraq, the, Ira the, the Al-Qaeda wasn't wearing a uniform. You'd see anyone walking down the street, they all had man dresses on. You didn't know if someone had a, a bomb, an IED attached, or not. Alice... What's happening here? I mean, I tried to wonder, what does he gain here by mocking traditional garb? What does he get? I mean, he's a guy with like a lady shoe problem. So why is he talking about man dresses and bringing attention to this? Uh, clearly, he's trying to really mark his territory on, you know, securing the border and immigration, making the case that uh, a lot of people coming into this country are coming through the southern border and we but need to do a better Ellis, job of identifying them. That's not what them. he's doing. He's man dresses. I mean, that's like, why? That 
clearly, I think it's inappropriate, and he shouldn't be saying that, but in, in his view, that's playing to the base. That's what the, the base resonates with, and um, that's clearly some of the rhetoric that we've heard from Donald Trump, and he feels, though, that that's a good inroad to securing that language. I don't think it's appropriate. I think it's wrong, but that's clearly what he's doing is trying to play to the base. Yeah, it just seems like a strange way to get to his point. Um, thank you guys so much. Yeah, Alice Stewart, Ron Brownstein, thanks sure. so much.